With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com well, we got it. We got it. The latest insane cancel culture story. Chris Harrison, host of The Bachelor, didn't even know who he was a couple of days ago. Uh, he was host of The Bachelor. He's out now. You're not going to believe why it could be the most ridiculous cancellation we've seen in a while. But that didn't stop KFC from Barstool from defending it. We will get into that. And uh, Killer Cuomo just keeps digging himself in deeper. And it's a wonderful thing to watch. Um the, the, the daughter of the man who designed the Lombardi Trophy still hasn't slept, still hasn't recovered from Tom Brady tossing it from boat to boat. And Joe Biden adds another log to the fire. We'll get into all that and more today on the Callahan Podcast brought to you by DCU. Why do DC members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is with direct deposit to their free checking account, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They'll even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking. Insured by NCUA membership required. All right, Colleen, let's go. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, when we said we, when we started this uh, little podcast a little over a year ago, we said we're going to do what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the usual things, sports, politics, culture. And, but we added one that uh, we didn't often uh, uh, emphasize in the old days, and that was canceled culture because it was such a big story. Uh, a year, year and a half ago, <coughs> I, I made the list one day of just crazy cancel culture stories. And I'll just give you my, my top two or three, uh, Reamer and Colin, before uh, I get to the big story of, of, of this moment in time. They don't, the cancel culture stories used to be, you know, debatable and you take one side, I'd take the other. Now they're so bizarre. It's almost like you just talk about them and you, and you, it's like looking at a, you know, a big house fire. You stand in the road and you look at it and you go, that is unbelievable. I can't believe what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing. You just stand and look at a house fire. You don't make an attempt to save. Well, yeah. You know, if there's some, if there's no fireman there, I will run in and save the cat. Good. Oh, the That's dog. Good, Maybe not the cat. I will save the dog. But now Good. it is so bizarre. In fact, 
I'll, I'll get to today's big cancel culture story, but yesterday Cullinan was saying we should talk about this. And I said, I need more time. I need to figure, I need to understand it because I don't get it. And that's the, my reaction to many of these stories. Now I go, is that really happening? That person's being fired, being suspended, being canceled for that. I mean, top of my list still is the guy, Grant Napier, the Sacramento Kings play-by-play guy who got fired for saying all lives matter. And he did it in a very uh, compassionate, you know, caring kind of way. He said, to me, all lives matter. They fired him and the players uh, supported the firing, said, good. You know, he should, that's, you know, unforgivable. He lost his job for saying all lives matter. This is up there, although there's a lot more to this story and I'm still trying to get through it. Because I don't watch The Bachelor. I, I, don't I was going to say, so Colin texted me yesterday saying, Jerry's going to want to get into The Bachelor tomorrow. You, you know, there's good sound. I'm like, Jerry wants to get into that. Yes. I'm like, what is going on here? I need to know which, which <laughs> this guy's going to, I don't know. I think, uh, honestly, I think this is, this might be, because you're mentioning Grant Napier. Grant Napier's a nobody at the end of the day. Chris Chris Harrison might be the biggest name to be canceled is that uh, that show is a monster you said yesterday 20 years right 20 seasons i think he's been on for like um, 18 uh, 20 seasons I mean, of 40 shows. seasons 20 years 40 seasons yes spin-off shows friggin' five podcasts after sh- this guy is a beast and his record was clean until what Wednesday was it last wednesday and, and that we started it, here's where it's not it, it still makes no sense but they didn't dig up some old tweets or some old video or photograph or have somebody saying, yeah, you know, 10 years ago, he said this, you know, like uh, he used the N word, like, like Morgan uh, Wallen, the, the drunken country guy who's uh, they're still looking for his body. I mean, he just, he, he got caught drunkenly using the N word to his friend by a neighbor and said it was the 72nd hour of the, of a 72 hour bender. And they're not. St- and they're going to cancel everything about him. I, I, although his fans are, you know, still like buying his his records, but the record company, everyone else associated with him, said they're not. He's not eligible for awards, and it just tried to just make him disappear. Even though he's apologized up and down. But anyway, I understand what he did. At least the Chris Harrison thing. I first heard it. I said that can't be why he's canceled. It cannot be. Uh, he, he, the, the, the backstory, if you haven't heard, if you're not a big uh, bachelor fan, like I am and Reamer is, let's see how you explain this is a very confusing story. So let's see how you explain. It's, I it. thought it was confusing. It's not that confusing. Well, I mean, there was one contestant, uh, I'll get her name. I'm, I'm I struggled with it. Rachel uh, Kirk Connell, Kirk Connell, Kirk Connell or Kirk Connell. Let's say Kirk Connell. Rachel, I've heard Kirk Connell. Yeah. Rachel Kirk Connell. Um, was a contestant. She, they found photographs of her from three years ago, 2018, at an antebellum party, an antebellum-themed p- ball where they all dress up like the olden days, like uh, like like uh, yeah, a uh, gone with the wind. They yes. dressed up pre-Civil War South. I'm rereading Gone with the Wind, by the way. Excellent. Well, I'm not, can no. you? <laughs> I've never seen it. I don't have any interest. I don't like movies from like 80 years ago. They they just don't hold up, in my opinion. But um, I, I didn't realize how offensive this was. I mean, you're going to say you can't have a party with a theme. There were no like like slave characters or there was no clan character. There were just these women in these big ball gowns at a plantation. It's not like they were celebrating slavery. But during that time, that period of time, slavery you know, was still legal and existed down south. So this 
apparently is offensive to, to have a party like this. I guess they're pretty popular down south in college. Well, for, yeah, sorority frat bros. Yeah. Which is what it was. I mean. Well, right. But, uh, but, but she did more than this, too, though. She had, like, photos in front of the Confederate flag with her friends. She was, you'll like this, Jerry, QAnon. Liking QAnon posts, yeah, I, I don't. I don't believe it. every time you mention QAnon, I, I say I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I still, I feel like I pay pretty close attention to the news. I've never actually seen a QAnon person or yes, a white, you have the shaman. Yeah. He's QAnon Viking man. Viking man. Yeah. Hey, besides Viking man, who I don't think is like a leader of the pack. I think Viking man is an un, <clears throat> un, un, un uh, not a sick in the head kind of stupid guy just he shows up with these things with his face painted and his viking hat on so he lo- his arrest photo without the face paint and the viking helmet he looks much better with all that yeah. crap on he looks he's cool bald. In that. he's yeah. bald yeah but tell tell me you see all these antifa guys burning and, and looting and attacking cops and they get mm. they don't they don't even have bail they just get out they get booked the photos taken five minutes later they're back on the street doing it again viking man is still in prison <laughs> no bail February, whatever this is, February 16th. So it's uh, a month and 10 days later. He's still in jail. They moved him to a different jail because he needed organic food. That's right. But tell me what he did to earn this kind of. Oh, my goodness, Jerry. You you obviously did not watch the impeachment trial. Um, (laughs) This was an insurrection. Far as as I've been able to tell, Viking man trespassed. No, I mean, a little more. They they were looking. We don't need to go through this again. They no, wanted to hang curious. Mike Pence. Don't dismiss it, Reamer. I'm just They curious. wanted to hang Mike Pence. They wanted hey, to kill on, Nancy hold Pelosi. Hold on. We're going to get back to the bachelor in one second, but okay. tell me this. You've seen him. You've heard from him. You saw the video where he walks in the Senate chambers. And he goes, hey, man, what's happening? He looks, he's stoned. He's just walking around. He's obviously not trying to hide. He's got Viking horns and a face painted and a bare chest. <laughs> when they charge him. What are they going to charge him with? Yeah, I mean, uh, trespassing and en- endangering our democracy, Jerry. That's, that's the charge. Not, I don't think that. You can look it up on your law book there, Reamer. But I don't think endangering our democracy. And this guy, you have to admit, seems dumb as a rock. Just seems like a, a, just a follower and a moron who, you know, calls himself the QAnon shaman and, and you know, just is a LARPer, just is play acting. That guy, they're going to have a tough time proving anything beyond trespassing. In fact, well, that's, well, that's, I mean, you don't want people trespassing. You got to set down the set the example. So you can't make bail when you trespass. You can't have. Well, bail. That depends on how severe the trespassing is. I would say this was a pretty severe example. This wasn't like going on to a private beach. You know, they severe, went severe trespassing. So yeah. all those people at the Kavanaugh hearing that went right into the same Senate chamber, yelling, screaming. They should all be in jail now, too. Well, here's what you have to understand, though. They yeah, actually yeah, went yeah. to the Senate chamber in pursuit of a legitimate cause, blocking oh, Craig, so Craig Kavanaugh. Now, well, these people were storming the Capitol for an election that they think was stolen that was not stolen. So well, then the, that's the, the, the Kavanaugh issue. People, Kavanaugh people <laughs> were protesting the potential uh, appointment of the Supreme Court to or the appointment of, to the Supreme Court of a violent gang rapist. Violent. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. 
So they weren't actually protesting. Well, not I, I, I wouldn't quite call Kavanaugh a violent gang rapist. I do think he has committed sexual misconduct. He, he hasn't. He hasn't. They've proven it. He hasn't. It was Regardless, those are real news reports. This those is are, and a this, conspiracy theory. Okay, this, this, this is just an idiot. And I don't care. I don't care that he's still in jail. I don't even think they should have moved him to get him his organic food. They should have left him there. And well, just- I, well, we disagree. I think he should have gotten his organic food. <laughs> I'm for I, I'm consistent. I'm for prisoners' rights, whether you're on the right side of the political aisle or the left. So, but you're also for no bail, right? Because you radical lefties generally don't like bail, right? And if they do have bail, then you <laughs> raise money for them. So I assume I'm waiting for Kamala Harris to bail out the uh, QAnon shaman. Well, you start the bail fund because I don't want I don't want him to get bail. I don't care about him. He's an idiot. He did more like damage. Didn't. To the to, to to my side than he ever did to yours. I don't know why people. I he, he, you know the one guy to, to get out without bail just was let out the next day was the was the Antifa guy John Sullivan who was in the front of the pack when they stormed the Capitol who was standing next to Ashley Babbitt when she was shot and killed by a guard and we still don't know who and why but that guy John Sullivan he's out he's an Antifa thug who was part of the mob that went in the Capitol he gets out. QAnon Shamanan will never get out. But He's going to be the leader of Antifa. He has to have a better name than John Sullivan. No, no, that's not. That sounds like a right-wing name. Good American <laughs> you guy. A, you think it's an alias trying to fool yeah. him? Should be like Northwestern. He's, he's a little black guy, and he's, uh, you know, was there clearly just to agitate. You would think there'd be additional charges for him, but no. If you're Antifa, you don't ever have to worry about being spending any time in jail. You could burn police stations down. You could try to blind cops with lasers doesn't matter they don't for some reason if you really really hate the country and legitimately want to overthrow the government which is what antifa always says they want to do you don't have to spend any time in jail but don't get me sidetracked you no, can't god forbid please can i make a new rule for you and me when we do this reamer you can't mention QAnon. you throw that out there and i just well, you just throw me well i'm just talking about this this bachelor contestant she had QAnon posts on her social media feed. She She's like, yeah, I didn't QAnon even know posts. that. Did, yep. did you know yep. that, Colin, that she was a QAnon? Uh, I didn't uh, see the relation specific to QAnon, but I did see that she liked some racist posts and stuff oh. like that. So, yeah, see, that's I, part of this I don't even see. What do you see QAnon posts? Uh, well, isn't, isn't the Jerry Callahan podcast, according to Facebook, a QAnon yes. podcast? Right. So, yeah, we're experts. Know. I don't know why we're playing dumb here. We're experts. I didn't even know how to say it until Reamer came on and started talking about a QAnon. And I don't even know what does that mean. Well, I started with that with Schilling on EEI like two years ago. I hit him over the head with QAnon. The only time that anything affiliated with WEI ever got a positive write-up in Deadspin, thanks to me. You're welcome. There you go. Really? Because you attack? Because yeah. you think Schilling is a QAnon guy? He not think I know. He was, know. Well, yeah. I don't know if this uh, Bachelor contestant Kirk Connell, Kirk Connell, uh, what's her first name? Rachel. Rachel. Rachel Kirk Connell. <laughs> anyway. So she's seen at this, but but you would agree that the uh, picture at the antebellum antebellum ball was the uh, straw, the last straw for her, correct, Colonel? So that point, she gets canceled, she gets destroyed. That's racist, and there's always a kind of a racial undertone to the Bachelor because they have the first black Bachelor this season, twenty years, <clears throat> yes, and they just there's always this this you know, these. This talk of you know this this rate the racial element to the decision the bachelor has to make to the choosing of the the bachelorettes whatever it's always part of the uh, conversation. So this woman gets canceled, and he, the host Chris Harrison, 
who's like, you know, just another bright, brainless Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, I was going to say, I got, got a lot of Seacrest vibes from him and Billy Bush vibes as well. Yeah, Billy Bush vibes, you know, just a brainless host guy making probably $10 million a year. Uh, Billy Bush, who, by the way, works for Extra, which is how this whole thing ended up exploding. Oh. He gets his comeback on Extra. So we will go, we'll get to Chris Harrison talking about Rachel Kirkconnell, Connell, and what he did. Tell me this. When you listen to this, tell me what his intentions are. I know intentions don't matter. You know, when we went over this with Don McNeil at the New York Times, we have a new rule. Intentions don't matter. You cross the line, you break a, you use a forbidden word. You're done. Whether you meant it in anger or you meant it in, uh, as an insult or not, you're canceled. Tell me what Chris Harrison is trying to accomplish when he talks about Rachel Kirk Connell to another former bachelor, uh, bachelorette contestant. What's the host of the podcast name? That's Rachel Lindsay. Rachel Lindsay. Oh, Lindsay. On the, on the ringer now with Bill Simmons. His oh, uh, exciting. Bill Simmons. Uh, Bill Simmons is going to do anything and everything in his power to never ever get criticized by the New York Times again. Well, he, well, he's been uh, no. He's been criticized for the lack of diversity at the ringer in the New York no Times. Kid, that's my point. Yeah. Yes. That's my point. Look what we had. Day, he went out and hired Jamel Hill, and he and he pays Jamel Hill to do a podcast that nobody's ever listened to. But ah, speak for, speak for yourself. <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah, Jamel Hill talking about The Wire, a show that's been off the air for seven. Oh, it's years. fresh. That's right. Yeah, I bet. Could you do that? It's never more? been done. The Wire has never been discussed before in any in any platform. We need we need more over over under on listeners on on downloads to <laughs> Jamel Hill's Ringer podcast about The Wire. Uh, she, I'll say, put the over under at one hundred and twelve fewer thousand, one hundred and twelve people. Oh, uh, oh definitely over. more. Yeah, definitely over. More yeah. people are listening to yeah. Jamel Hill talk about The Wire, a show that's been off the air for seventeen years. Than 112, I think you're wrong. Well, I think, I think I maybe think those Russian bots. I don't know. Burn barrel blows it out of the water. <laughs> the burn barrel, yes, yep. Uh, I but agree. Let, uh, let's listen to what Chris, and, and J, you, you'll be amazed. This is what got Chris Harrison, a host in good standing for 20 or 18 years of The Bachelor. This is what got him canceled. I don't, I don't disagree with you. You're, you're 100 percent right in 2021. That was not the case in 2018. Again, I'm not defending Rachel. I just know that, I don't know, 50 million people did that in 2018 between, you know, it's like there were, that was a type of party that a lot of people went to. And again, I'm not defending it. I didn't go to it. We are not looking under the same lens. And that is, again, the grace and the compassion, the understanding. Would this girl at, I don't know how old she would have been back then, have thought, you know, historically, this mansion stood for this. Guys, it's not really that woke that we're here. We need to have the understanding and the, and, and the compassion of this history and what this stood for and what these these people who own this mansion stood for. My guess, these girls got dressed up and went to a party and had a great time. They were 18 years old. Now, does that make it okay? I don't know, Rachel. You tell me. But where is this lens we're holding up? And was that lens available? And were we all looking through it in 2018? I don't know. I don't I have these answers. The Okay, I want to get to the part where he says we need a little grace or understanding. Why do you never have the cut that I want? There's, there's so you, you know that He talks about we need some grace and understanding. There are 25 clips that got him in trouble in this. Hey, They're all the same. We'll get to that one. Just the part, my fault, my fault. Can you play the part where he says we need some grace and understanding for this woman? 
That's uh, all. Let's see. I don't know if I can. The system doesn't necessarily allow. So we'll play another right. one system and, cross our, and cross our fingers <laughs> to see if we can get the, the another another example of the 12 reasons why you got canceled during this. Uh, I'm not sure why we we're in such a hurry to well, throw this poor woman at the It's been the river. six weeks. We've known about we've these allegations have been attached to Rachel since Matt's season started, which was in January. But when do you when do you jump in? When is when when is the time? And, and, and who is Rachel Lindsay and who is Chris Harrison and who is whatever woke police person out there? When, who are you? And that's, that's, a, I've heard this a lot of like, I think she should, I think he should, who the hell are you? That's part of, that's part of, I give up. I give up. I'll paraphrase it. I don't know what you're playing. Who the hell are you? Here's what he said. I'll, in fact, I'll read it to you. Um, um, read okay. We'll find it. And I'll actually read you because I. I mean, you do look. You do look. A, you, where he says, where he says, we need a little compassion. We need a little understanding for this woman, and that is intolerable in this day and age. You can't have compassion and understanding. And he does mention the woke police a couple times, which people don't like. But here's what he said. Well, hold on. That's an that, that's an asshole thing to say. I mean, okay. woke police. You you sound like you're trying out for a Saturday night special no, on Fox well, Business. The woke police. But here's what else he says <laughs> over and over. He says, uh, uh, "I'm not defending her. I'm not for uh, you know. We, we, you know I'm, I'm not, not defending her while I passionately defend okay. her." Okay. Uh, well, let me just ask you. You've read up on it. You can't hear the sound because Colin A doesn't <laughs> can't find it. <sighs> but tell me this, Reamer. Should she be? Uh, canceled said rachel kirk connell for going to an antebellum party i know I, I think this rachel kirk connell is a dumb i mean a dumb person who doesn't know her history and and that's it and she's on the bachelor and uh and that's what she is i don't think that's i don't that's what i think she is should she, should she be canceled i i guess does she have any talent does she get after this after that party in 2018 I, I've, not, I've never been to an antebellum party. You would, I, and you'd paint your face too. I've seen you. I would not paint my. To. Let's not start those rumors. I would yeah. not I've paint my you. face. You would absolutely go to. Uh, I've seen that. Whatever that party. Okay, here's the thing, though. Germany. All right, all right. The antebellum party, I can excuse more easily than posing in front of a Confederate flag with your friends. Like, what's going on with that? May I don't know what they're teaching down south. Maybe they're, they're probably teaching that the Confederacy was good. Because they must be, because I don't understand how anybody who knows the history could ever at any point with their friends at any age go and pose in front of the Confederate flag. It's not even about her anymore. What he did during this interview was he protested cancel culture. He barely even said anything about her, to be honest. He was talking about the fact that we rushed to judgment on everything. Yeah, but we're talking, but we're talking about, though, this particular contestant. And she took stupid pictures. And I love that he makes believe that 2018 was like 30 years ago. It was three years ago. I don't think it was. Ago, cool. I believe she was 21. Whatever. It's. it's I'm not saying. She, I'm not saying she. Her life should be over, but she should. I'm glad she apologized. And now let's see uh, what is, kind of her life is over. I mean, this was her life. You know, she was on The Bachelor. Um, but sure, he. She'll be fine. He was a, okay. We're moving on from her. Okay. Well, that's what we this were, was about. It is not about her. That's, this is who. Yes, I am. This is who he was defending. I, I, I don't even know why I do this. The two of you. What is it? It has nothing to do with her. Okay, Kirk so Connell. who is so who is he defending in that interview with Rachel okay, Lindsay on Extra? Kidding, uh, Rachel Kirk Connell. But right, I don't even know what her fate is, and I don't care. We're talking about the host trying to defend her. I'll paraphrase here. He said, "Maybe we should show her a little grace and a little compassion for that." He got what for some rich sorority girl? No, I don't, oh I'm, I'm not interested. Oh, you in know that. what? Here, you are the problem. This is why I have Reamer on here. 
because you are the problem. Every time you open your mouth, I give you too much credit. I'd say you're smart. You're not. You're an idiot. You, you In this day and age, we're supposed to feel bad for him. It's not about him. It's about this culture we're living in, Reamer. The culture that you support. The culture that can't. I don't support it at all. Times, a forty-seven-year veteran of the New York Times. Hold on, because I take it. I take it on a case-by-case basis. I don't okay, think Donald Trump. Yeah. Tell me why Chris Harrison, the host of The Bachelor, was suspended, maybe fired. Tell me in your words. Because he defended Rachel Kirkconnell for racist social media posts and social media likes. He just said, I'm not defending her. While he proceeded to defend her passionately for 13 minutes at interview. He he said, uh, you know, where's where's the grace, the compassion? And there's I I understand there's no room for that. But you don't sit there and say, you know, I mean. People go to toga party. People Look, in my day went to toga parties. That's celebrating the ancient Greeks. And back then, you know what, Reamer? They didn't have, you know, gay marriage. They didn't have, you know, they weren't pro-choice. We should cancel anybody who goes to a toga party. Look, I, I know you've gone to crazy parties. I have gone to a toga party. You have? You should be canceled. I wore my bed sheets. I wore my bed sheets, though, which is such a trash look. That's Isn't that what everyone wears to a toga party? Yeah, I think yeah. So. No, you got you to get the real thing, the real cloth. What's the real thing? It's the real sh- cloth. Get off Amazon. Daddy Bezos. A real cloth? <laughs> yes. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Use a sheet. You put a little branch of... Oh, do, do not talk about putting sheets on your bed. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do that. We'll get, get you canceled. It's so wrong. But here's the other thing that is so distasteful, in my opinion, is they gang up on the guy. They start calling up old contestants, and they say... Uh, uh, here's one uh, one guy, uh, Demario Jackson from season 13, and Jubilee Sharp from season 20. Oh, you're we're your among, favorite. We're, in, we're among the reality sp- stars who told TMZ that Harrison's vacation from the show, he's off the show uh, indefinitely, his vacation should be permanent. Here's Demario Jackson. I don't think he should be allowed to return. My season was one of the most visible black seasons as far as the representation by um, African-American males and women, it just sucked because we had each other, but there was nobody we could relate to because it was an all-white production, all-white cast, all-white show, which is great, but it's 2021 now. If they do want to move forward and have more black fa- have more blacks in their fan base, I would say start some from within, like do we really want to have black fans or do we want to put a Band-Aid over a bullet wound? So a bullet wound is this guy, the host, saying um, we should have some compassion and grace. And this is, again, where we all need to have a little grace, a little understanding, a little compassion, because I've seen some stuff online. Again, this judge, jury, executioner thing where people are just tearing this girl's life apart. They want him gone for what he said. They want him gone for saying we should have some grace and compassion for this dumb woman who went to an antebellum party yeah well i, I, way, I what is what you know we have nobody to relate to because it's an all-white cast and an all-white show well you were on it first of all secondly you can't relate to a white person these people people have lost their minds this is the worst thing that's happened in this you know pandemic this this crazy you know post-trump pandemic world is there are we're raising a generation and you know it reamer that Every that all they think about, think about all they talk about is race. race That's right. all that matters. Right. That's all. I mean, and we got we were talking about Jamel Hill before this. Jamel Hill, she every time she turns around, someone's offering her a job. She's a terrible writer. She's not a good podcaster, but she's got about six jobs because she makes everything about race. Everyone's well, racist. 
I do have to say though, did you read this Chris Harrison's apology? Because this is like you know you're you're coming straight out of the Maoist camp or something. Ready for this? I mean, look at these buzzwords. Ready well, to uh, maybe can, can you play this, Colin? Or is that not possible? Can we? Play no, it? his apology was on Instagram. It was a written statement. I, I thought he did a he spoke. No, it's no. There's no audio. No, no, no. It was an Instagram statement. Okay, let's hear it, Reamer. To the black community, to the BIPOC community, I am well, so. St- I saw that. What is that? Something of color. It's black identifying person of color. I think. <laughs> What's the difference in black and black identifying? We have. Um, of, he's trying to include Rachel Dolezal and Sean King yeah. here. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> okay, go my, ahead. My words were harmful. I am listening, and I truly apologize for my ignorance and the pain it caused you. I want to give my heartfelt thanks to the people from these communities who I've had enlightening conversation with over the last few days. And I am so grateful to those who have reached out to me on my path to anti-racism. Oh, Christ. By excusing oh. historical racism, I defended it. And I saw that. A, it isn't anti-racist. That's the new buzzword from that professor, isn't it? Yeah, that's Kendi. That's Kendi's yeah. uh, scam where you're born racist if you're white you're racist. right if you're white you're white supremacist and you must well, and it, and it, and it's, uh, and it's, and it's for forgiveness and uh you know. well, no 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 you, you, of course you want to ask for forgiveness but don't expect forgiveness and in fact it's racist to expect to be forgiven forgiven for now you know people who are completely colorblind you know just nice people that don't ever talk about race think about race in kendy's mind and apparently chris harris those people are racist they must be you know and they must learn to be anti-racist. It's but I'm saying such a this apology for Chris Harrison is such a crock of crap. I mean, what? I mean, like well, what? First of all, he shouldn't apologize because he did nothing wrong. Secondly, yeah, what could he say in an apology to placate the mob? What could this he- is this is this is laying it on a little thick. No, this is him trying to placate the mob. Definitely talking right, about his what past. Could, you just said it was lame. What could he say? Just say I shouldn't have said woke police, and we all need to have uh, more discussions, and I need to listen more. Which is true. He, I mean, he he did come across like an ignorant. You know, you would, if he said that, you would say this apology is lame. I would, I would say that nothing- this is a genuine apology. This is ridiculous to the black and BIPOC community. I, I mean, you know, this is a little over the top. I he he should have just said in my comments, I dismiss the opinions of the black community, right. which, which, which what they're looking for right now is for him to admit that it is the definition of white privilege to do that. That's and, what it and, and it is, and it is, you know, to say, to say that he overlooked, to say that he overlooked the opinion of the black community by defending, basically by defending this girl and defending, you know, and, and being against cancel culture. But, and he and, and he did. I mean, look, my, my opinion on this always has been I am not black, so I cannot speak to the black experience at all. So when a black person tells me how they feel about something, I take it at face value. Well, the meaning what if a black person tells you, uh, I don't know, that uh, that they should only they should only hire black people. It's, this whole show should have no white <laughs> people on it. Are you going to say I can't criticize that because I'm not black? I, I don't think anybody's saying that. Okay, I'm just giving you a hypothetical. You said you can't uh, relate because you're not black. Can you disagree with a black person? Uh, deb- black. Yes, you, it, it depends it, on any issue. Yes, but you can't disagree with them on whether or not they think a certain city is racist, Jerry, or a certain community. Because as I said, I don't know what it's like to be black in, let's say, Boston, for example. 
Isn't this what everybody says they want? An issue comes up, an issue is a, like raised, and you have a conversation between a white right. man and a black woman in a public forum. He Both are extremely confident. The only thing I would say with Rachel Lindsay is for some reason she felt that she had to be she had to hold herself back. She was fuming mentally and she couldn't say the she couldn't say what she wanted to on her television show extra when she could have just really went right back at him instead of waiting for her podcast on the ringer to do so. But that's exactly what we say we want. And because it, he didn't, he it strikes didn't me him. is they got other problems with Chris Harrison and they're just taking advantage. This You see this all the time. They're taking advantage of the situation and they're seizing on it. They're pouncing on Chris Harrison and trying to get his ass kicked off the show even though they know in their hearts he didn't do anything really hurtful. In fact, can you like identify, you know, t- show, kind of zero in on the thing he said that's hurtful? I don't know. Hurt, but again, the, the optics of saying, woke I don't police. want to talk about optics. That's well, but, that, but, Jerry, but this is, this is a major TV franchise. They only care about optics. So, so, so why don't they, uh, here's what's going to happen. Next season, the bachelor is going to be like 17, you know, black girls and one white girl. Right. Oh, That's then, I'll finally, then I'll finally watch. <laughs> and the new host is going to be uh, Steve Harvey. Right. That's how great. I can't get enough of Steve Harvey. <laughs> and and Jamel Hill will be one of the bachelorettes. The bachelor. She'll be the bachelor. It is amazing, though. It's kind of like if you take it back to your situation, Jerry, with like an intercom or something like that, like ABC is throwing this guy under the bus. This thing will eventually be there'll be a new host. And what was the most successful television franchise Arguably, you know, it's got to be up there in the history of television. It will start to fade away very and it will be very quick. You can't just replace a guy like Chris Harrison. Why? What does he, what is he, what is he do that's so good? And you're going to ask why. And I'm not going to be able to defend it the right way, but it's just it's the way it's going to happen. It's like Ryan Seacrest going off American Idol and then all of a sudden it's canceled off Fox and shit like that. Like, was that because Seacrest right? was thrown off or was was off or was it canceled because it just got old? I think it just got well, it did. Well, just I, get old. Maybe it's not the I, best. I look at this and I read about him and I saw his video and I said, there's a hundred guys just like him. I mean, he's not a unique talent in any way, but you're right. So neither is uh, Ryan Seacrest. I mean, these guys are, you know, a dime a dozen. There'll be another Chris Harrison. The question is, will he be white? Will he be mixed rate? Will he be BIP? Oh, you know, it's not a question, Jerry. I don't, I think we know where that one's going well, because I mean, anybody could do it. He's just a brainless host who reads a teleprompter and hands out roses. But I, uh, I don't know. Can, can we find his talk about his, his, his discussion about grace and forgiveness? Because to me, we're canceling people now. Who are, and I, I don't care because he's such a groveling kind of pathetic guy at this point. But he's literally asking for grace and forgiveness, meaning what? He shouldn't say the opposite. He say we should never forgive this woman. She went to a party at the age of 21 with a bunch of sorority sisters. We should never forgive her. We should show no grace. Is that the correct answer? Uh, I think that, again, it's not just the okay. one thing with this Rachel Kirkconnell. It was. Like, what, how hard is it for you? Did you did you su- support the firing of Don McNeil at the New York Times? I did not. And th- but although the more you read into it, it's a little more gray than one would originally think. But uh, ultimately, no. You you can't end one career over a trip with snotty nosed, privileged, you know, boarding school kids from like <laughs> Andover Academy. I read. The, I was looking for that answer, and I got it. The kids pay fifty five hundred dollars each to go on a trip to Peru with a New York Times reporter to learn. And when he tried to teach them something about, you know, the using the N-word, because a, a girl, 12-year-old girl used it in a video, he used the word. 
And for that, he not only got canceled, but he had to he had to issue the most embarrassing, groveling apology of all time, which made me uh, feel I, I felt bad for him initially, but I don't feel bad for him anymore. Well, the worst part about that story, though, was that this happened two years ago and the New York Times already cleared him. So obviously what he did two years ago didn't change. And the only thing that changed was this was then publicly reported and there was backlash from the newsroom. Right. The newsroom, which is run by a bunch of crazy woke mob lunatics, not journalists. And he's old school. He's white. He's a journalist. They're young. They're activists. And they're run by Hannah Jones, uh, who is uh, a crazy, uh, um, uh, you know, progressive. And she's not happy until every, she won't be happy until everybody in the newsroom is black and radical, just like she is. So they ran the old guy's ass out for nothing. Kind of like uh, six months ago when they ran two editors out for allowing Tom Cotton's column to appear on the new editorial page calling for what what did tom call what did tom cotton call for that offended all the crazies the a military coup a that's it. <laughs> he called for the national guard to come into the nation's capital and protect it for that they not only uh got they fired the editor and uh ripped the hell out of cotton but six months later, their guy, Joe Biden, and their girl, Kamala Harris, called for the National Guard, which is so bizarre. It's, there's so many stories, Reamer, that you wonder, you know, like we talked about, you know, we need answers about the uh, ins- insurrection on January 6th. I mean, there's so many things we don't know. Why? Why is the nation's capital still all fenced in with thousands of National Guard there? Why? Yeah, I don't like that change. I think that might be one of the things like you just now we always take our shoes off at the airport. Might just be that the White House always has National Guard's troop around. I I hope not, but it seems like we're going in that direction. Well, you know that, Jerry, because once we put troops somewhere, we never leave, whether it's Germany, whether it's Japan, whether it's Iraq, Afghanistan. So let's add a the nation's capital to that list. So, but, but I know it's a tough concept, but this if this is Nancy Pelosi's call, if this is Biden and Harris's call, one is somebody, and I know that they're all on the same team, but when is someone in the media going to say, excuse me, why is this whole place still fenced in? Why is there barbed wire on the top? We've already, all those you know, you know vandals and thugs that came in on the 6th, that was a long time ago. They're gone. You know, They're gone, never to come back. By the way, they weren't armed. We have armed, wow. armed National Guardsmen all over the place. Why? No one will answer it. It's so bizarre. I understand. I think I know why, because they need a boogeyman. They need a villain. Trump's gone. The, the insurrection is over. We need the perception to remain that they're poised and ready. All these white supremacists, you know, guys are up, you know, they're hiding out in the trees on the street. and They're all going to come attack again, which we all know is utter nonsense. But the perception is there and the new enemy, the new adversary without Trump. And by the way, without Brady, he's done, too. So you get rid of those real bad guys. Now you have this mysterious, dark force of white supremacy, which is a political tool for Pelosi and Biden. And they got to pretend they have to rem- keep the fences up and keep the armed guards because any minute now, you know, the Shamanana guy is going to come back and kill us all. It's utter nonsense. Ooh, yeah, with, a, with his zip tie handcuffs. Absolutely. They've spent, no. they've spent half a billion dollars on this already and they want to remain. They're, they're saying they'll remain till the fall, but you're right. You're right. They'll never leave. So it is insane, but it's the Democrats call. So it's uh, okay. Apparently uh, 
And the the question I have, it's a simple question. We were asking on January 7th, I don't know if it was you and me, but we were asking on January 7th, why did the Capitol Police open the doors and let them in? Right. I mean, I, if there's any bipartisan question that we could ask, investigate, and try to answer, it would be, why did they just let them in? Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of movement on that right after it started. Seth Moulton, right. others were really kind of, but now that's dwindled away because it all became all about Trump's role right. and the politics of that. But yeah, that's that's the legitimate question. It remains unanswered. Why was the Capitol Police so unprepared for this attack? It's it's, and I thought we might get it in the uh, impeachment hearing, um, but then the Republicans called for witnesses. Democrats panicked and just said, let's end this. That's definitely not what happened at all. That actually makes the Democrats worse. The Democrats, the House managers called for witnesses and then changed their minds. So that was- Well, they changed their minds because the first witness to, to uh, Trump's defense team was going to call was Nancy Pelosi. Wow. And she wants none of that. She thinks she's, you know, like uh, ro- royalty. She does not uh, deign to take questions. And they would have been hostile questions from those uh, Philadelphia lawyers who bounced back nicely. Uh, oh, that and, guy was it. Oh, that you could have possibly liked that guy. Vanderveen. Oh, he was great. He was great with the CBS reporter. He took his mic off and slammed it down. He wanted the personal injury attorney who like defends yes. you. If you slip and fall, is now was, defending he, the he president. Was great, and he would have ripped into Nancy Pelosi and they couldn't have that. So they put it to a vote. He won one easily was acquitted and, and we're done. The most acquitted president in history is uh, celebrating. God. Amazing. Two and two and impeachment. He's like, he's like Brady. <laughs> but, I, but going back to that is if they, if they were going to have a real trial, I would love to know. We now know the New York times lied about how Brian Sicknick died. The cop. That was a flat out lie. They, they attributed to police sources, law enforcement sources said he was hit with a fire extinguisher and killed. That was a lie by the New York times who was trying to paint a picture of, you know, the, 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 the crazy MAGA guys beating cops with a fire extinguisher didn't happen. Okay. Next question. What did happen? You know, he literally, he went back to his office and was texting with his brother before he died. So he wasn't beaten like he was, you know, some middle-aged woman trying to protect her store when Antifa and BLM come by and beat her with a two by four in Rochester, New York. None of that. Whatever happened to him, he was okay or appeared fine when the when the trespassers were all gone and he was back in his office, he killed over and died. Would love to know the cause of death. Would love to know if anyone's going to be charged. But maybe we'll never know because it might embarrass Pelosi who let this happen. It might embarrass, you know, the the, the, the wrong people. We'll never know. I'd love to know. You and I can agree on that. We, we There's so many things I'd love to know. I mean, I can't get the video out of my mind. And I know we talked about it is the cops literally opening the door and stepping back and letting everyone go in. Yeah. Well, I mean, my opinion at the time was police don't generally get overrun if they don't want to get overrun. I think a lot of the police there sympathized with the MAGA heads. Well, so what? You don't want them to just let them in. I mean, why? Why wouldn't you just shut the door? Because they probably agree that the election was uh, stolen. Well, so what? You're not Again, when you let them in, how are you helping the cause? You know, you're not, it's not going to work that way. You know, it's going to backfire and you know, your job is on the line. That looks like a pretty good job being a Capitol policeman, just hanging around the Capitol and you know, you do nothing. There's never any threats. There's never any violence. This one time you, all you have to do, I know it's complicated. Maybe you have to go to the police Academy or learn this, but you take the door and you shut it 
and you lock. That's all. That's all they had to do. And they didn't do it. And the and America, me, you, the taxpayers, the voters, the, the citizens, we need an answer to that. Why did they not shut the freaking door? Tell I agree. I'm glad that you're finally questioning the boys. In the <laughs> I said this day one. Why did we watch that video of them not open, not just opening the door, but literally stepping back and letting these lunatics go in. And I'm going, wait a second. Even if you liked them, supported them, you wouldn't just let them go in and have their way with the place. Well, I mean, to be honest, I mean, to bring it back to race for a second, I think that that plays a large part in it. I think if these protesters what? looked and were black, uh, they would not have been treated with kid gloves. I think that's pretty apparent. You think they let them in just because they were white? No, but they're, but if they were black... Or if they were uh, Muslim, let's say, uh, I think that the result on the spot would have the the response rather would have been very different, very different. You're hopeless. You are hopeless. Well, it's true. What's true that if they were black, to be different response. If these were Black Lives Matter protesters storming the Capitol, they would be treated would have been treated a lot more harshly. So, Reamer, you're answering my question. My question is, why would they let them in? And you're saying because they're white. I'm just saying that if these were, again, Black Lives Matter protesters, they would have been ready with a forceful response. Hang on. Hold that thought. I got to talk about our new sponsor, GovX.com. That's G-O-V-X.com. As we all know, uniformed professionals sign up to serve causes greater than themselves. If you've ever served in the military, law enforcement, firefighting, or frontline medical communities, you are eligible for free membership in GovX.com, the greatest online shopping site for Americans of service like you. Your job demands a lot from you, from deployments to long shifts and the dangerous situations most people don't have the courage to face. There's a reason why GovX believes service-minded patriots like you deserve special recognition. GovX.com delivers the deals on all the gear you need for your on- and off-duty life. Register at GovX for instant access to discounts on epic brands like Oakley, Yeti, Garmin, Vortex Optics, Benchmade, Danner, and more. The site was built exclusively for the men and women who serve our country and communities. That's why every month, GovX supports nonprofits serving the military, first responder, or law enforcement communities. We don't just thank you for your service. We honor it. Signing up is fast and easy and totally free. Become a member today and use code Callahan for $15 off your first order of $50 or more. GovX.com. Savings for those who serve. All right. Let us let me ask you this question. What if Andrew Cuomo were black? What would happen to him if he were Muslim and he, let, uh, he ordered uh, coronavirus positive patients into nursing homes, killing between 10 and 20,000 New York senior uh, citizens. Uh, well, I mean, that. Well, that well, that's an example of white privilege right there. Andrew yes, Cuomo. I agree. White privilege. Yeah. I don't call it white privilege. You call it white privilege. I call it Democrat privilege. Mm. If that's a Republican, he's already been taken away in handcuffs and leg irons. <laughs> We've seen him in an orange jumpsuit. We're talking about how much time will he do? 10 years, 15, 20. This is a glorious story. I have to say, Obviously, we've been following it, talking about it for, whatever, nine months now. We knew he was guilty way back when. We do, we've done our homework. We've read. We, we talked to Janice Dean, the leader of this of this uh, this movement to, to, to expose Cuomo for the thug and the killer that he is. It's finally happened. He's been exposed. He did a press conference, and I said this yesterday. I love this. When a guy like him steps before the cameras and knowingly lies 
and thinks he's going to get away with it because he's liberal and these people in the, in the media have been protecting him every step of the way. He thinks he can do or say anything and get away with it because when he looks out at the assembled media, it's the opposite of Trump. When Trump looked out at the media, he knew they were the enemy. He knew they were coming at him, and he knew their goal every day was to embarrass him, to expose him for something. When Cuomo sits there, and, and you got to admit, he thinks he's like sitting on a on a, on a uh, th- uh, throne. He's like a king. He thinks he's you know in control of everything. And then he throws it out to questions, and they ask anything slightly you know, adversarial, he's taken aback. Like, what do you mean? I'm, I'm Andrew Cuomo. He told so many lies yesterday, just flat out lied. He said that they didn't put the patients in the nursing homes, which is a lie, that they didn't order them to do it, that the reason people got the virus was because workers and food workers and visitors and nurses brought the virus in, not the patients from the hospitals. Just flat out lie after lie. And it's reached the point where even his friends in the media who love and adore him can't protect him. He's going to try and protect, save himself. He is failing miserable, miserably, and it's a wonderful thing to watch. I don't know how much of you yesterday you saw me, Reamer, but it was wonderful to watch this, this weaseled squirm. COVID did not get into the nursing homes by people coming from hospitals. COVID got into the nursing homes by staff walking into the nursing home when we didn't even know we had COVID. Staff walking into a nursing home, even though they were asymptomatic, because the national experts all told us you could only spread COVID if you had symptoms. Ah, so blame Fauci. I like that. <laughs> blame. It's good. And he blamed Trump and he blamed nursing home workers, nursing uh, families of the, the people in the nursing home. Right. And he flat out lied. Said nursing home workers are making like, you know, $9 an hour to frigging change diapers and, and do the Lord's work. Yeah. <laughs> he I is mean, such scum. I mean, uh, what, three months ago, four months ago, he was presidential timber. He was rumored to be the attorney general for, uh, I know. for Biden. Oh, my God. He's such a scornful, like resentful guy. I mean, he really is. And the other lie I told was, uh, you know, because they held the totals from the New York state legislature. He said they did that because they were worried about this Department of Justice investigation and that it would be politically motivated. Right. But they turned over the nursing home numbers to the DOJ, I think, September 9th. And didn't tell the legislature the totals until last week. So they were they just wanted to hide this and move and why, on. Why is his assistant there uh, who broke the whole story, DeRosa? Why? Because they were afraid Trump would make an issue of it. They didn't right. want to give Trump. She said we froze because we were so afraid that Trump would attack him on it. And he would have, but he should have. He's He just got nailed to the wall. It's beautiful. And I said this on Twitter and got a lot of feedback in both directions, but this could end up being, I predict now it will end up being the biggest scandal in, in American political history. The biggest scandal in American political no. Nothing comes close. We're talking, about, about, we're talking about 15,000 dead Americans who didn't have to die. This guy, not, and, and why did he do it, Reamer? Here's the next shoe to fall, by the way, and it will be big. Why did he do it? Why did he put these coronavirus positive patients in the nursing homes? Because wow. uh, it wasn't well thought out. I mean, I don't oh. think he. I don't think he purposely killed. Uh, you know, fifteen thousand. You said, well, of course uh, not. But so it, I, I, he just didn't know. They didn't know. No, no, not true. They knew. But t- tell me this: they already had a comfort ship 
in the harbor, right? They already had Javits Center was uh, was equipped to take patients. No, they didn't use the comfort ship at all. It sailed back to D.C. after three weeks. They barely used the Javits Center. Why? Why did they not send patients onto the comfort ship? Simple answer, maybe right, maybe wrong, but I threw this out there and I believe it because it would have given Trump a W. It would have, Trump sent that there and he wanted everyone to thank him for it. We all remember that. So if they used it and it worked out well and people went there and some got better and some died, then Trump is a player and he looks good and in his bones, uh, Cuomo's doesn't ever want to make Trump look good. So he said, no, don't use that damn ship. Put him back in the nursing homes. And the result, well, they sent 9,000 patients back in nursing homes. I'm going to say 20,000 deaths at least uh, because of this one decision. There's more blood on his hands than there's ever been on any pres- uh, political figure, in my opinion. Just more- Well, I mean, Trump Trump, Trump is pretty is uh, surpasses him, I would say, by quite a large margin. But that's besides why? the point. Why? Well, I mean, he died under Trump's watch due well, to COVID, you, you know, hundreds of thousands. What did he do to lead to their deaths? Oh, my goodness. We're not going to re-litigate that. We'll, I mean, other, we'll, other, than, other than leading the effort to get a vaccine. Other than telling COVID. us last year at this time that it would go away by April. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So that kills people? Yes, it was. Yes, it so absolutely that did. So that's you think that's comparable to putting coronavirus? I think it's worse. Throwing a match into yeah, Trump was the worst leader at the worst possible okay, time. Trump, we know without that. Trump, we have no vaccine right now. There's no doubt about that. There's not even a question about that. Without Trump, if Biden's making the the kids never go back to school. Nobody well, I, well, I do agree with you there. I mean, that's where I was going to pivot. You want to talk about a place where we agree? I mean, this thing has been politicized from the start in the schools issue chief among them. And it turns out that Trump was right. Kids can be back in school. They can be back safely. And it's amazing now that since he left office, you see Democratic mayors agreeing with that. Well, and pushing a, lot, against a, lot of, a lot of stuff has happened since he left office, which lets us, we get a glimpse of just how cynical and how manipulative these people are. We, you know, found out that Cuomo would uh, Cuomo was up to. We found out about the Lincoln Project. I we love this. Out, love this. Found out that. By the way, have you heard from John Weaver? Oh, you're a little. Old. I'm not actually. You're, you're a little old. I'm a little hurt that. But I tweet about politics. I'm a little hurt. He never hit me up. Never reached out. Said I can help you. I can help you, young. Or guy. hey, what are your stats? Or would it be more fun for me to guess? You know. Uh, let me throw. Let me talk about the shake concrete, and then we'll get your take on that. Because we'll agree. We'll agree. There's a couple other things. We got to get to, including that that scandal involving Tom Brady. I'm sure you were offended um, uh, by what Brady did to the Lombardi Trophy, and I'm just hoping, you know, that that uh, woman, the the daughter of the designer of the trophy, I'm hoping she got some sleep last night. But first, I want to tell you about Shea Concrete and what they can do for you. They can they can uh, build you a wall. That's what they can do. You need a wall. They're the best at retaining walls. Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes. 
designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800-696-SHEA. Or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. All right, let's get to, um, you know what? Why do we bother talking about schools, Remember, We agree. Everyone agrees. Of course, schools should be open. Okay, let's not talk about it. It's a question of when you knew that. I knew that in April. Shortly thereafter, you knew it. There was no reason not to. There is nothing to me, uh, you know, Biden, I I have trouble blaming him for anything he says because I I just think they put it on the teleprompter or put it on a piece of paper and he reads it. When he starts talking about we need to invest in ventilation systems and we do a vest, I mean, they've been giving money to schools that have not been open for 10 months. The teachers have been getting paid. The principal's getting paid. The money is there and kids don't go to school. They don't need more money. They need a key to open the door and then school begins. Simple as that. They don't need to build big pods with plexiglass and they don't need to have, you know, teachers, uh, you know, standing certain they're, they're safe. As, as I think it was the new CDC d- director who said, um, they're safer in school than home. <laughs> it's insane that they're not in school, but we all know that now. We all know that Biden is strictly a, a, a puppet of the teachers union and they're not ready to go back. You know, they're still, uh, I mean, you want them all to come back from, uh, you know, the Puerto Rico. I mean, no, Puerto Rico. No, the same would anyone want to do that? I mean, this just like uh, no, no flights available. They're going to wait till like April, but, um, uh, I I found this any anything involving Tom Brady is funny, you know, because so many people like you hate him because you know he's somehow he's turned into a MAGA guy, even though he's not a MAGA. Huge, guy. unbelievable MAGA um, guy, yeah. But this controversy with this this controversy, why am I even calling it that? This idiotic story <laughs> with Brady, and it made the rounds yesterday. Lorraine Grow is the woman whose grand or whose father designed the trophy fifty years ago, <laughs> more than fifty years ago. It's a football on a little stand. Brady threw it. We know that. And she said she hasn't been able to sleep. And and everybody said this. Wait till the designer of the Stanley Cup finds out what they do to his trophy. (laughs) (laughs) You don't even give the trophy back. You keep it. That trophy belongs to Tampa Bay. It's not like someone else gets to have, have it after Brady, you know, mistreats it. He, it's his trophy. She's got nothing to do with this. And I wondered, as I'm watching her, we talked about it yesterday, what is the process in the newsroom? Let's go and find – did she call them? She must have. No she one must have called them. There's no way somebody nope, – anyone called the local her. TV yeah. station, says, my father designed it, and I'm very hurt. That yes. Threw it? Of course, well, of course you run with that story if you're the TV station. Of no, I, I think the TV station reached out to her. They've probably done the piece on the family like a million times because it's a local family. Really? I guarantee. Really, it's not a great claim to fame. My father was a silversmith, <laughs> and, he, and he designed a trophy that's not really that creative. It's just a football on a stand. What, what does she do now? She cries for the camera. <laughs> I tell you what she doesn't do. She doesn't sleep. That's uh, too bad. I, I went through some sleepless nights earlier in COVID. It's not so good. We, <laughs> we uh, set the odds. Well, somebody else set the odds, but we made our uh, predictions. Cullinane is all in on Brady will apologize. She's demanding an apology. I say no way. Brady's got his limits. He is not apologizing to this woman. No, he's not, not apologizing. No. 
And the story is the same. If you look at it like in a series, he's not apologizing. He's not getting behind a podium. He's texting the woman and sending her a care package to be like, I'm sorry. He's totally an I'm sorry, you're upset guy. Probably. You know what? Dave's right. You know what? That cost him nothing. He has an assistant do it. No, but I I think even Brady has his limits. And I think he's going to say, I did nothing. He did nothing. No one other than the woman. And I saw them talk about this on one of the shows I was watching, like the five or, you know, Tucker or one of the. And they didn't know what to say because it was so silly. It was like, there isn't two sides to this. There aren't two sides. It's just this crazy woman at Fort Myers, by the way. She's down there in well, Buck's territory. She's getting, she's getting ready to scout the boys <laughs> this right. spring. Oh, she can't wait. She's going to get to, you know, maybe she'll get to meet uh, you know, the crew from WEEI when they come down to interview. Uh, Can you know. name the starting nine? Here we I go. I give a no shot. No shot. I couldn't name... Uh, two pitchers is Chris Dale. Is Chris Sale still there? Hurtstone, I, I think. Yes, yeah, it hurts. No, that's too bad. That's a shame. <laughs> I could never. I mean, I, I obviously, obviously, I'd say Pedroia leading off, right? No, I'm wrong. Retired. That's no. two hole. <laughs> yeah, been intending third. <laughs> yeah, why is that right? Good young team. Hey, other than um, cancel culture, which we've covered uh, in the latest insanity of cancel culture. We, we're, we're covering, we're tracking, we're talking about the, the media, the delirious media. So happy no, to get are. Trump okay. gone. And uh, even though they talk about him nonstop still, Trump, now that he's been impeached. But I, I should do this every day. My favorite um, bouquet, my favorite media person blowing a kiss to Joe Biden, uh, his, our, our new president. This is from CNN yesterday. This is a story. Somebody typed this and tweeted this, Weimer, at CNN. Somebody yes. like you, like me, someone working in the business said, uh, okay, we got a story about Biden and his life in the Oval Office. Here's the tweet. President Biden has expressed a preference for a fire built in the Oval Office fireplace and sometimes adds a log himself to keep it going. <laughs> yep. Unlike his predecessors who are more Unlike his predecessors, he's more of an early-to-bed type. Here's how Biden is settling into his new job. And they have a story where they mention that occasionally he walks over and, you know, there's obviously a White House aide, some hack probably making 150 grand whose job it is to make the fire. Mm -hmm. Occasionally he'll walk over and put a little log on the fire. That's the lead. That's the uh, tweet from the CNN. Now, we know CNN is uh, an absolute joke. By the way. I've been flipping it on occasionally at night just to see how and when Chris Cuomo Fredo will cover his brother. Has it happened yet? Has not happened yet. Has not touched it. In fact, I flipped over last night and it was about, obviously about Trump. Uh, you know, Trump played golf and then there was a little Trump, little reception of people along the road cheering Trump when he drove back to the mirror. Mar- disgusting. Yeah. I'm disgusted by it. Yeah. That was disgusting. But hey, <laughs> at the same time, a real class act, Joe Biden was, throwing an ele- another log on the fire yeah and he's making his first trip by the way he's going to wisconsin is he ever going to leave the country and go to like you know japan or you know europe no it's covid oh good point good point yeah uh, i mean but i mean but i love <laughs> you know he does that and they like give him a standing ovation like there you go joe great job like you're you did it you know it's good and they had him at oh uh, did you see him was at camp david playing mario Oh, he's young, young at heart, 77, Um, 78, but he's young at heart. The same people that thought it was, you know, 
dereliction of duty because Trump golfed. We're thrilled to see Joe Biden playing Mario. With well, he's been working. He's been working so hard. I was shocked they fired that TJ Ducklow because, I mean, uh, they suspended him for a week and there's no real blowback because they're all on the same team. It's not like with Trump and, you know, constant barrage of negative coverage. They suspended him for a week for blowing up at a reporter, yelling at a reporter, which was off the record. And, you know, I guess, again, they're not used to that. They got criticized. He was dating another reporter, a reporter from Axios, and uh, Politico was going to break the story, and he flipped out. And I thought, no big deal. That's They're all on the same team. They're all in it together. And they got rid of him. They fired him. I couldn't believe yeah. it. I was cancel a call. But I mean, here, so that's, that's a, a double standard, though, because can you imagine what a major story it would have been if a mid-level, because this guy's a mid-level aide, but even a mid-level Trump press aide blew up at a female reporter and threatened her? That would be a front page story. No question. And if it were huge scandal, if it were Trump, Trump guy, if it were, uh, you know, Sean, uh, I was going to say Sean Spicer. Um, well, yeah, sure. But, but, he, yeah, yeah. but Sean Spicer, he's just not, you know, uh, for Corey Lewandowski, it, it would have been, it would have been or any, or any anonymous mid-level aide. If that Judd Deere guy did it, it would be a huge story. Sometimes he adds a log himself to the fire to keep it going. His two dogs, Major and Champ, sometimes join him. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Where, where he says the, he where spends the, a lot of time reading the mail from his from the voters, from the people, <laughs> and uh, it talks about on weekends he's kept up his routine of attending mass at Holy Trinity Catholic Church. Well, okay, so that so you're you're not going to mock a good church going man, are you? Of course I am. There's no such thing as a good Catholic who believes in partial birth abortion. It's all an act. He doesn't really believe it. If he did, he wouldn't be supporting partial birth abortion. I'm sorry. That's not how it works. How about full birth oh. abortion? That uh, <laughs> what's the difference? What's the difference really? I mean, it's it's close. That's what Governor uh Northam believes in in Virginia. He believes yes. in full birth abortion, but you know, they, they sit there and take pictures of him walking in a church and say, oh, he's a devout Catholic. They never ask, does he support the tenets of the church? But we don't have to do that now, Reem. We don't, don't get me going on that. Um, what have you done lately? Have you done anything worth reading? Uh, I may write a good Substack this week coming up. You want to stay tuned for that. I took your side on Donald oh. McNeil. Adam Rippon got engaged, Jerry. I know you're very excited about that as well. We'll see you again. Uh, a great, the great Olympian, Adam Rippon, right. first gay to medal that. at the Winter Olympics. Right, uh, right. Free Britney. If you haven't watched that, watch it. Uh, do I Framing have to watch Brit- that? I know, Colin. There's enough. Buzz. I have to watch it too. There's enough buzz around that. It's got to be seen. You got to see it. So you saw Framing that? Britney. Yeah, yeah great. You, okay, I got to watch it. Shows you how sexist this culture was. Not too what, long. I mean, still what, sexist, uh, but is it net? What network? Uh, network. Hulu. Okay, I can watch. I could do that. I could do that. I like. I like. I generally like like murders and stuff with my um, with my documentaries. You know, I like. Uh, I really, because I was actually on Netflix last night trying to. I'm like, everything is about murders and crime. I'm like, does anyone want to watch what watch anything else? Uh, I like murders and crime, and for documentaries, that's why there's so many of them because they're the best. Uh, you know, there's one on HBO I saw this weekend, like a series about like the worst people in the world, and it's like it's like profiles on John Benet Ramsey and Charles Manson, and like every famous serial killer, the sons of Sam, every famous one? serial killer. Like one documentary. No, no, no. Each guy has his own like twenty or thirty minute thing. It's good. Uh, well, I'll, I'll check that Jim out. Jones two parter on him. Who? Jim Jones. Oh, I like that one too. Cults are always good, you know, for for uh, documentaries like the Wild Wild Country one in Oregon. That was great. 
that was great stuff. I love cults. The one on Waco, which it wasn't really a documentary. It was a, whatever you call it, docudrama. Yeah. That was good. Cults, I, can't, can't go leader, wrong with cults. That, I should watch that again. I didn't find the leader of that, like the actor that believable to be like a, this major. Cult. No, I would agree. I would agree. He didn't creep me out enough. Yeah, exactly. More, but all right, Reamer, I appreciate it. We will check you out on the Reamer Substack and at Forbes and all your other places. I recommend the Substack. Meter uh, Reamer is bleeding out on on his Substack. He's losing his mind. He's coming unglued. COVID has, I should say, COVID. The lockdowns no, have destroyed Reamer's mental state. And it's a good thing to to read. It's a good way to. Especially the people who don't like you. You get to read the downfall, the, exactly. downfall, the unraveling of Alex Reamer. That's what you should call it. The unraveling of Alex Reamer. That should be the name of your substance. I think we got the headline for this week's entry. We will check that out. Um, and uh, thanks to uh, DCU and Shea Concrete and Alan Paving, GovX. Um, I won't ask what we left out. We left out because I figured you'd screw this one up too, Colin A. But we were going to get to KFC. Do you know what KFC is, Reamer? From Barstool, of course. Barstool, Barstool. He he does the most pathetic take on this. Oh, no. KFC is a is a host of a podcast, right? You know, like a radio guy. Oh yeah, KFC voice. Radio. He's yeah. in the media. I assume he thinks he's you know edgy and he's sometimes dangerous. He works for Barstool. Sometimes he's in trouble. He does a, a whole commentary on the um on the on the Bachelor controversy on on chris harrison and he blames chris harrison for defending rachel kirk connell he blames him for not just sitting there and taking his paycheck for actually having something to say he doesn't blame cancel culture or blame the other uh bachelor people who want to get harrison removed he doesn't blame like uh, ab is it abc who's the network abc owns it yep. abc doesn't blame abc he blames the guy who said we need some grace and some compa- yeah. com- compassion. He blames him. Just a horrible take. Horrible. It's so it's bad. Just a and horrible. Gonna, like, was, whether you agree with it or not, he's. I mean, he's. He had the balls to say something. You should give him credit for that, whether you hate the guy or not. I know you say this. Here's what you do. You do what Raymond would. Do. You say what he said was stupid, but you don't fire him for it. Right. Yep. You exactly. Know what you do. You you put him on a, a show or put him on a podcast and you have him argue, debate it, defend it which is what this guy would do. He would grovel. He would say, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. But you rip the guy, and you're in the media, and you're, uh, you know, I assume, well, maybe not. He's, he, KFC's a good liberal, right? So he doesn't have to worry about cancel culture. He's one of the guys who ripped Portnoy when Portnoy was in trouble, kind of shivved him. Is that right? Uh, I don't know how much he did, but he was definitely, he was in the mix. He, did, he didn't defend him like anybody else. Let's put it that way. He was definitely in the mix. Of right, that. right. So, so, I mean, obviously he doesn't have to worry about ever getting canceled or, or getting censored or, you know, even getting in any kind of trouble. He wants Chris Harrison to be like everybody else, right? Yeah, Chris just, Harrison, no, he is right. Chris Harrison has had the cushiest job for 20 years and he had the balls to say something, you know, something. Out, yeah, you know, well, I don't even think it was balls. He was just being human. He was being honest. He was saying, yeah, I mean, you see Ryan Seacrest doing that. Like Ryan Seacrest wouldn't do that. No, your role. Well, no, and Billy Bush wouldn't do it either. So maybe you're right. Behind the scenes, you, 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 you would. You want to play a little KFC before we sure. go? Yeah. Play a little. And that 
only through the lens of 2021 does it look bad, acting like 2018 was that long ago. I mean, three years ago, Chris. We are talking smack in the middle of Trump's presidency, smack in the middle of the Me Too movement after many, many examples of things like this, parties like this, costumes like this going completely wrong. There's really no defending it from a time point of view. There's really no defending it from a hindsight is 2020 point of view. It looks bad in the year 2018, and he constantly talked about the woke police. He kept saying, I'm not defending her, but just not a great appearance from Chris Harrison, which is a complete curveball because the guy has been the consummate professional and always saying the right thing for like what seems like decades now. Now, I understand where Chris Harrison was trying to go. He clearly doesn't like cancel culture. I don't like cancel culture. A lot of us don't like cancel culture. But sticking your neck out for this one contestant, putting your career on the line for this one girl who was quite literally a dime a dozen in your world is fucking insanity. There's three shows per year with dozens of girls per show. And you're gonna put your entire reputation out there now for this one? Now you got the bullseye on your back? You're the ignorant one? You're the racist one? Fuck that, Chris Harrison. All right, enough, enough. It's unbelievable. It's Chris Harrison's fault for putting and sticking his neck out. Again, this is not, you know, Hannah Jones, what's her face? This is not... Jamel Hill, this is a uh, host of a podcast for Barstool who's blaming a guy for having an opinion and defending someone, which, in my opinion, was uh, perfectly appropriate. I mean, you, you might disagree with that whole thing about saying it was three years ago. By the way, the world was a little different three no, years ago. No, it wasn't. That's a bullshit. It's, three it's years, 2018, it was not right. I, I'd say it's not a long time ago, but it was a little different oh, then. So. That was before, you know, before whatever, Grant Napier. That well, was before. At the very least, it was before everyone was cooped up in their house looking for That's something. True. To be it was before Aunt Jemima was canceled and Uncle Ben was canceled. and It's gotten a much, much worse, but yeah. that still, I wouldn't emphasize that so much as just saying the guy thought we were a little harsh on the contestant and defended her and he's ripping for that chris harrison friend of barstool sports by the way done oh, many really? a podcast with barstool actually a barstool sports person was on uh, in a very minor role on the bachelor once so this is uh zero loyalty and, and, and when he says i don't like cancel culture he's actually defending it in the same breath it's crazy but whatever that's uh There'll be, you know what? There'll be another one coming along tomorrow. Just wait a day. If you think that's the worst cancel culture story you've seen, wait a day. It's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. The people doing the canceling, the mob, I'm going to say it, the woke mob. They didn't like when Chris Harrison used the term woke mob, which is what it was. A woke mob came for him. It'll come for someone else tomorrow, and we will discuss it. All right, Reamer, thanks. And thanks to everybody for uh, listening and subscribing and rating and reviewing. I appreciate it. We will leave it there. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. I'm Jerry Callahan, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? You, no one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done. 
all from your phone. It's simple to find upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. You can even search pricing guides to see what others paid for similar jobs and easily compare quotes from top local pros to make sure you're getting a fair price. From lawn care to repairing the AC to the project of your dreams, Angie has your home projects handled from start to finish. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee. Make your home an Angie home. Check out Angie.com today. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot htm.